Hello, listeners and fellow explorers. This is Living in the Sprawl's lovely and talented producer-slash-wife, Lisa Steinberg. I wanted to thank all of you for your continuous support of the show. As a new podcast on the scene, John and I self-support the logistics and research that go into the show. The number one way to support the show is to rate, review, and share this podcast with everyone you know. Many of you have been doing this, and it has helped immensely. I also invite you to check out our website and the show notes for other ways to support the show. We are currently working with companies we currently use ourselves to get discount codes for our listeners and support the show in the process. These companies include Every Table, Just CBD Store, Gold Belly, Cats Botanicals, and so much more. By using the links on our website, you are letting them know we sent you and in turn supporting the show. You can also support us on Patreon and Podfan. Please check out the website at livinginthesprawlpodcast.com for updates on companies we are working with, our testimonies, links, codes, and new Living in the Sprawl merchandise. Again, thank you to all of you, our lovely listeners, for tuning in every week and allowing us to do what we love. Without further ado, your humble correspondent, John Steinberg. Hello. And welcome to another edition of Living in the Sprawl, Southern California's most adventurous podcast. I am, as always, your humble correspondent and host. My name is John Steinberg, and I am joined by my lovely and immensely talented producer slash wife. Her name is Lisa Steinberg. We are the team here at Sprawl Enterprises ready to bring you yet another foray into that wide, expansive terrain that exists between Paso Robles in the north and the U.S. border with Mexico in the south. We're going to look at shopping malls today. We're going to turn back the time, if you will, centering our gaze on a bygone era. If you were living under a rock, or simply hadn't been born yet, You wouldn't know how incredibly awesome it seemed to be a mall visitor in Southern California. The opening montage of Fast Times at Ridgemont High throws an audience into the deep end, showcasing a panoramic view of the prototypical American mall. Excited, angsty teenagers striding down walkways, brushing shoulders with elderly window shoppers looking to tempt fate by shelling out for that ultra-expensive pair of shades from the Sunglass Hut. Movies in the 1980s made the American Mall look like a really glamorous place. Into the 90s, with students from West Beverly High hanging out near the West Side Pavilion, or the cohort from Clueless, dropping a bundle at the Beverly Center, mall culture was pervasive for several decades. But as trendsetting has a penchant for doing, things have changed as we continue marching forward into the middle of the 21st century. We talk a lot about strip malls on this program, those odd-looking clusters of businesses that permeate the various avenues, boulevards, and thoroughfares that populate the entirety of Southern California. 
The shopping mall is almost a stand-in for an idea regarding the proliferation of middle-class life. As the adage would have us believe, the more shopping malls in existence, the better people are doing in general. But what place do malls really have in the contemporary warp speed, zero patience, obtaining any item anyone could ever want at the drop of a hat? Why bother venturing out into the world where you might get into a fender bender, spend more money than you'd like on gas? There are a million reasons to avoid going to the mall in today's version of America. But we here at Sprawl Enterprises want to take an opposing view toward that sentiment. We want to gloat about some of our favorite malls here in the Southland. So today... An exploration of Southern California's mall culture. Strap in as we count down 10 malls you have to see before they go extinct. We begin at number 10 in Bakersfield with the Valley Plaza Mall, the largest enclosed shopping center anywhere in the San Joaquin Valley. On those extraordinarily hot days, see May, June, July, August into September, a brief respite from the scorching weather can be found inside of the Valley Plaza. But while inside, do some shopping while you're at it. This mall has been around since 1969, coming in at a time when a cavalcade of enormous shopping centers were being erected, constructed all throughout the state of California, but Southern California in particular, you would need a socio-political scientist to get at the reasons why so many big old shopping centers were constructed around the late 1960s. I'm not sure what the actual reasons were, but I'm willing to bet you could gather some data and make some interesting generalizations about the period. In Bakersfield, it can seem like the city was built directly on the surface of the sun. So the air conditioning at Valley Plaza is always a must. And inside the mall, you've got the things that you'd expect. You've got your food courts, movie theaters places to outfit every member of your family. The options are somewhat limited in this part of Southern California, but a place like the Valley Plaza could exist anywhere in the United States and be counted in the plus column if we're ranking the things we like about a region. It's not reinventing the wheel, but it's helping you cool down and get all of your shopping done while inside. And number 10, the Valley Plaza Mall in Bakersfield. And number 9, the Santa Maria Town Center. This, of course, being in the Santa Maria area. This mall was opened in 1976. It's had a number of facelifts and variations as the decades have gone on. But as it stands... The Santa Maria Town Center is the largest mall anywhere in the greater Santa Barbara area. Food court, check. Movie theater, check. Clothing stores, we got those too. While the Santa Maria Valley 
and the region in general might best be known to outsiders for their divine barbecue. The Santa Maria Town Center is a great place to be able to drop off your kids. They'll be entertained. The adults in the family, they'll be entertained. There's enough going on at the town center so that you aren't clamoring for a long weekend when you can drive down south to get to larger population centers in places like Los Angeles, Orange County, and San Diego. Holding it down for the people that give California its best global culinary offering. It's the Santa Maria Town Center. And number eight, the outlets at Orange. This used to be called the block at Orange when I was growing up. Famous for a skate park and a Vans store that all the cool kids were checking out. It rebranded over a decade ago, emphasizing its commitment to economically minded shoppers, marking a definite contrast between the outlets at Orange and nearby South Coast Plaza. There are a plethora of interesting culinary options around these parts. The movie theater on premises is terrific. The van store I mentioned or alluded to is actually one of the last van stores still in existence. A great place for skater heads to get everything they need. When it was still the block at Orange, the mall appeared in the first Borat movie when Pam Anderson is appearing at an event signing and is accosted by Sasha Baron Cohen's Borat. There's enough going on at the outlets to entertain an entire family. And I think that's really what you're looking for if you're trying to maximize a mall experience. In other words, how can we keep you on campus all day? Well, we'll feed you, we'll entertain you, we'll give you a show, and we won't ask for all the money in the world in return. For a pretty wonderful mall experience, Check out the outlets at Orange. And number seven, the shops at Riverwalk. This is in Fresno. Again, dynamic movie theater slash dining scene here. This mall is a bit on the higher end, if you will, providing shoppers with access to the kinds of clothing and furniture that you might associate with larger population centers like Los Angeles and San Diego. The truth is that Fresno has not had a wonderful reputation within California. If you really haven't spent a lot of time there and you don't know many people that are from there or have spent time there, you might not think a great deal of the city. But if you spend a Sunday at the shops at Riverwalk, we think you'll emerge from your Fresno visit with a completely different take on the situation. For a great place to share a Sunday with everyone you love in Fresno, the shops at Riverwalk. And number six, Fashion Valley Mall. This is in the Mission Valley portion of San Diego. This is the largest mall in San Diego County, though it does compete pretty intensely from what I understand with the nearby Westfield. Fashion Valley is a mixed use property with some outdoor shops. Some retailers are located indoors. 
San Diego is one of the most beautiful places in the United States. But if you need to get your shopping done and you do not want Amazon to completely control all aspects of retail business in the United States, then the Fashion Valley Mall has what you're looking for. It's massive, it's got something for everybody, and we definitely prefer it to the Westfield Mall, not all that far from Fashion Valley. And number five, Montclair Plaza, or Montclair Place. In Montclair, this is in the Inland Empire. It was featured on a previous episode of Living on the Sprawl when we talked about the first Hot Topic. And for those interested in checking out the first Hot Topic, it is located here. So if you're like me, maybe you grew up combing through poster racks looking for the one with a disturbing image from Rage Against Machine's first album cover on it, then you might want to check out the first Hot Topic and do some of that combing through poster racks. The food court situation here is significantly better than what you'd expect to find. It's actually something of a food hall. Think elevated cuisine. No Panda Express, Subway, or McDonald's going on here. And for those that want a mall providing an all-encompassing experience, the Montclair Plaza has an on-site concert venue. The Canyon at Montclair opened some years ago and routinely hosts mid to higher tier acts from across all genres. There's a great footlocker for all those sneakerheads. And again, on those days when it's over 97 degrees and you need, you just need some air conditioning, we all know that the mall is secretly a great place to get it. And number five, it's the Montclair Plaza in Montclair, California. And number four, the Irvine Spectrum. Construction began on this ginormous parcel of land in the city of Irvine in the mid-90s, with the mall opening in phases starting in 1998. The Edwards Multiplex at Irvine Spectrum absolutely blew my mind when I was a kid. It had an Egyptian theater. It had a variety of different themes for the screens, and in general, seemed like one of the coolest places on planet Earth to me when I was a kid from Newport Beach. The Spectrum also has the Irvine Improv, a first-rate comedy club. The shopping center is crammed with upscale eateries. There's a food court, genuinely interesting shops. This is not a cookie-cutter mall. The Spectrum has a great deal of personality on its side. The Ferris wheel would be a good place to start, a really nifty way to conclude any first date. The Spectrum is one of those magnificent places that genuinely includes options for all members of the family. If you're shopping for your newborn, your great-grandmother, or your unreasonably selfish uncle, everyone has a seat at the table at the Spectrum I dare any of you not to be entertained by some aspect of a day spent on its premises. It's the Irvine Spectrum on our list of the malls within Southern California to check out before they go extinct. 
And number three, The Grove in Los Angeles. Directly located across from the original Farmer's Market, The Grove has a special place within the cultural landscape of Los Angeles, even though it's barely 20 years old. Because of the location's centrality, The Grove is a wonderful meeting spot for folks interested in finding a location midway between the east and west portions of Los Angeles. For the kids, there's a fun trolley ride, which takes you directly from the Grove over to the original Farmer's Market, so you can get your hands on some of those classic pancakes that you can only get at Dupar's. The Barnes & Noble at the Grove always has top-notch celebrity authors come in for signings. There's a fun water fountain situation. And the vibe here is something like Disneyland meets a second-tier European capital city. There's always a lot going on. Sometimes you're not necessarily sure what all the commotion is about. But then you look to the left and see a sale at Nordstrom's, and that suddenly turns into the only thing that truly matters in life. Everyone has an opinion about the Grove. Not all of them are glorious. But for those steeped in their position that the Beverly Center is the superior of all the Los Angeles malls, well, to that person I would say, time to move on. Number three, it's the Grove. And number two, South Coast Plaza. This is in Costa Mesa. Although it feels as though it could really be its own independent city. This is the fourth largest mall in the United States, made up of over 2 million square feet worth of property. Revenue from South Coast Plaza routinely exceeds a billion dollars. And it's a rare mall in California in that it's kind of independently owned. The Segerstrom family, who were the lima bean kings of California, turned one of their successful bean fields into South Coast Plaza in the late 1960s. You could spend an entire day walking around the property from end to end without ever repeating a step. This monstrosity has had a number of tenants over the course of its life cycle. My family grew up going to the Rainforest Cafe, but now the Orange County outpost of Din Tai Fun draws in lengthy lines of customers. In part, a pseudo-Orange County Rodeo Drive, and also a place for local community members eager to get their Christmas shopping done early. South Coast Plaza is beautiful in so many ways, but they all are within the eye of that specific beholder. And number two, South Coast Plaza in Costa Mesa. And we've arrived at our number one spot for our favorite mall in Southern California, a place you have to see before these places go extinct. It's the Ontario Mills it's located in Ontario and contains everything. I'm not kidding. After doing an entire lap through Ontario Mills, I was left remembering my experience of trying to leave the Super Bowl early. The sheer size of Ontario Mills is fairly intimidating. 
It has the more popular big box clothing designers on hand. But then also entire stores dedicated to brands that I wasn't even aware existed anymore, like Pony. It's 30 screen multiplex. When it opened in 1996, was the largest of its kind in the world. It's been surpassed at this point. You could really make an entire day out of a visit to Ontario Mills. I wouldn't call it a place where you'd think, okay, let me go ahead and get that coat I need for winter. So I'm going to go to grab it at one of the many clothing outlets at Ontario Mills. To approach them all like that, it's a little bit of a disservice. There's just too much going on here. If you've got a large family, a really large family, this is a great place to take them so as to entertain everyone. There's really no room for boredom at Ontario Mills. The amount of activity transpiring inside this monolith rivals anything that you'd find in, for example, the Mall of America. Ontario Mills is the de facto, quote-unquote, mall of Southern California. It's the greatest distillation of everything that mall culture, for better or for worse, has grown to symbolize in the last 70-plus years. And that is why Ontario Mills lands the number one spot atop our list of the 10 malls you gotta see in Southern California before they go extinct. And that's going to do it for another installment of the program. We would like to thank everyone for their continued support for the show. If you would like to leave us a five-star rating or a kind review, please hop on Apple, iTunes, wherever it is that you listen to the show, and say something nice about us. It really, really helps. Our Instagram handle is Living in the Sprawl Podcast. If you'd like to write us suggestions for topics that you'd like to hear discussed on forthcoming episodes of the show, you can do that by penning us an email at livinginthesprawlpodcast at gmail.com. I'd like to draw your attention to our wonderful website, and it's on that spectacular website that you can get your hands on merchandise. If you can think of it, and it's Living in the Sprawl related, the website is the place to get your hands on it. Additionally, we've now included our updated Living in the Sprawl guide. If you don't want to go rummaging through old archived episodes of the show, looking for that one specific recommendation you vaguely remember hearing a year ago, well, you don't have to do all that. Just get your hands on a copy of the Living in the Sprawl guide. It's your cheat sheet, as it were, to all things covered on our podcast. We also want to mention all the bonus content available to both Patreon and Apple subscriptions uh, subscribers. It's there where we've uploaded episodes on pizza, burgers, ice cream, fish markets, pancakes, just did one on barbecue, with many, 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 many more to come. And the only way that you can hear those episodes is by becoming a Patreon or Apple subscriptions member. Last thing, we're going to begin offering kind of weekend review podcasts in our Patreon, Apple subscriptions feed. These are short direct and to the point discussions of our weekend. 
Where did we go? What did we see? Highlights, best bite. And those conversations, again, will only be available to our Patreon and Apple subscriptions members. So become one, get your hands on all of that. On behalf of the team here at Sprawl Enterprises, I am, as always, your humble correspondent and host. My name is John Steinberg, joined in life, love, and everything else by my immensely talented producer slash wife. Her name is Lisa Steinberg, thanking you for listening to another episode of Living in the Sprawl, Southern California's most adventurous podcast. Talk to you soon.